0: Today on the podcast we have Christina of the Messy Cookie. She's a lifelong entrepreneur has who has grown her love of baking and started spreading her joy through Covid, built this online business, left her full-time job and is now pursuing these virtual cookie ice nights, the paint night you can eat and she's also doing all these custom cookies on the side. It's I don't know. I love this girl. She's so amazing.
1: Emily, tell me more
0: about this episode.
1: Yeah, well, you gave away the biggest spoiler alert that I was going to make them wait to hear, but oh, you guys so got it now. So sorry. No, Christina is almost an alumni. She's not even a year through our program, the Strategy Academy, hasn't even celebrated her like first birthday with us yet, her first anniversary with us yet in that program, and has already done super, super amazing things in her business, like putting in her notice and leaving her retail job to pursue her cookie business full time. So we break down kind of everything that she's gone through in the last eight months that have led up into the moment where she felt comfortable and ready to leave that job. Logistically what did she have ready, prepared to go? Mentally how did she get there? What did investing in her business look like and mean to her? And how did she really tackle the program and make the most of it to see the most traction and how you guys might be able to do the same? If you are interested in hearing more about the program that we talk all throughout this episode, we have a free training for you that you can go watch on demand, meaning right now. Well, like right after this episode, you can go watch it. You can go to bossproject.com slash dream job, register for free, watch it right now, or pick a time that's convenient for you. And that's the program that we're talking about today. But if you have been even thinking about leaving your full-time job. Listen to this episode so you can get a different perspective from Christina, who is in the midst of it right now. Hey, Christina, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you
2: so much for having me.
1: I'm so excited to chit chat with you. You kind of dropped an amazing bombshell in our Strategy Academy group the other day. And I was yelling, I was excited. We all kind of gave you some love for it because you did the big, big thing that I feel like so many of our listeners, so many small business owners, hope and dream and pray and vibe and try to make happen. And you are leaving that job to pursue your business full time. How? Do you feel?
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Like hearing it said out loud feels even more, even more exciting and even more awesome than it already feels. You know, like Uh it's the kind of thing where I've been planning it for a little while, but not nearly as long as I'd imagine. I'm sure we can talk more about that later. But I just, it's like when I knew, I just knew. And then it just felt like this thing on my radar. And now that it's here, I'm just trying to make things happen. (laughs) Oh,
0: for sure. And you're not one to be shy about making things happen. You take feedback really well and run with it. And I just, I love that you're just so invested. And so before we get into like how you got there, I want to talk about what it is that you do, because I First of all, I don't know how this
1: happened. Back to back.
0: (laughs) But we ended up with all of these. Well, first of all, Creative Entrepreneur Central for sure. But all these like bakers and painters and artists. And it's just so fun to me. Maybe my
1: story of a failed cupcakery got so many (laughs) bakers. Everyone's like... They're like, I'll show them I can do it. I'll show her how you're supposed to do it.
0: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about (laughs) your business and what is it that you do?
2: Yeah, thank you. So my business is called The Messy Cookie. It's essentially a bakery, right? And it all started from, oh my gosh, it all started from, I was, I had just ended a past business of mine. My background is in marketing and I have a background in the wine tasting world, giving wine tastings. And so I was kind of in between figuring out what it was that I was really passionate about. And I stumbled into cookie decorating, just wanting that creative element. And so that's where the idea of the messy cookie was born, right? Like I literally just wanted an Instagram handle just to throw all of like my crappy cookie creations up to, and then over time they got better. So the messy cookie, that's how it started. And it really has evolved into essentially, I love to do... I consider myself more of a cookie artist and not just a, there's actually a whole world of us out there. We're called cookiers. It's not just a baker, but really someone who, turns, right? Like, yeah. Like who turns these into these cookies into art. But I, instead of like preferring to take, like say that somebody has, you might see they're all over Instagram right now, right? Like if you have a Paw Patrol party, then you want to have all little Paw Patrol characters on cookies. Okay. That's not so much my jam. My jam is more for someone who's like, I want to do a princess theme. Also, those or, are so expensive, by the way. Loves- <laughs> right? Right? It, it is it is surprising. But, you know, like, I really love working with people who, who have a vision, but they're just like, this is the color palette. Make it happen. Like, I trust you. I have an art degree and a background in watercolor. So I've really found the way to kind of bring them all forward. But... What I've really fallen in love with over the last year is not just helping like add sparkle to events. It's more so been this whole world of this thing that I created called the cookie ice night. It's like a paint night you can eat, right? Like a cookie decorating party, but it's become so much more than that in this time of COVID and this time we're all doing mundane, boring day-to-day stuff day after day And I've been connecting with businesses from like Fortune 500 companies all the way down to just like local people with like sales teams that they want to connect and do team building activities. And it's that's really what has been thriving in addition to the cookie art part of my little world.
0: (laughs) I'd love to go back in time for a second because you joined Strategy Academy when this was still just kind of on the side. You hadn't left your your job yet to do this full-time, and I want to hear more about where were you at when you
2: decided to invest in your business? Man, that is such a good question because it was such a big commitment. You know, I mean, so when I was looking into this, it was June of 2020, right? So we were already in the thick of COVID and all the fun crap that means. But with that, What was really magic about June was that, so the day job that I just left is retail. I was working for a kitchen store, awesome, small business, really fantastic here in the Portland, Maine area. And while I was loving it from March through June, we shut down, right? The way that most retail stores across the country did. And in that period I lived as though the messy cookie was my primary form of income because people, I was shocked in this whole like financial world where like everyone's just being devastated and, you know, none of us are able to get like help from the, oh my gosh, you know, like the state with the income supplement and stuff. While we're all struggling, people were still reaching out. They weren't hosting parties, but they were like, "I want to send my niece a set of sunflower cookies for her eleventh birthday." You know, and I just had like such an outpouring of love, and there was even, yeah, it was really amazing how many people wanted to use me as a tool to spread happiness to people they know. And then that's when I had my first big client, a contact at Wayfair who had been to one of my in-person Cookie Ice Nights had reached out to do something local with her team virtually. And then they had reached out to do something larger company-wide. And that was the first step of me seeing like, oh, there's a whole pivoting aspect here. I know pivot's like the word and it's so trendy, but how can I bring Cookie Ice Nights virtual? How can I bring them digital? And then realizing that if anything, you know, it's been tough for everyone, but it's really been a blessing for the Messy Cookie. So bringing the Messy Cookie virtual is what made me realize it was time to invest in my business. So by June, I had already seen, you know, a potential business plan for the Messy Cookie to go forward. And that was when I had literally said out loud, like, okay, like universe, I need a coach that I can click with. I need someone who can help me, I've worked with coaches in the past who are phenomenal and some who like have really helped me with like where I put my energy and how do I grow like my headspace and all this kind of stuff. But I was like, I need someone who can help build the strategy for my business. And I must have researched the four or five coaches who I already know. And it just didn't feel right. And I was like, okay, it's going to come, but I need this. Like I'm not confident enough to do this on my own. And I kid you not, like literally two days later, I saw your ad for Trello somewhere. And so then I did the Trello ad, you know, the $27 kit or whatever that was. And I loved it. And I was like, I love this girl's energy. Like both of them. I was like, I love their team. I love their feel. And then from there, it was when you guys had, you know, with the free workshop or something about how to go from creative entrepreneur to like full time. And I was just taking notes. I had you guys up on like my big TV. Like I was just like going through and at the end, oh my God, you know how like sometimes you're like, you're listening to a sales pitch for something. You're like, okay, if it's under X dollars, like I'm totally going to go for it. Well, the Strategy Academy was Much higher than what I was kind of hoping would be in that sweet spot for me to like feel ready to invest like, oh yeah, I'm going to go for it. But that's when I heard it and I was like, okay, okay. You know, and I wrote down everything that we were supposed to be able to learn and be able to take from. And I was talking to some of my really close friends who are also entrepreneurs. That's one thing. It is so helpful to have a... I don't like the word tribe, but like to have a crew of other entrepreneurs, whether they're creative or not, like I think we all are and to really be able to bounce these ideas off of. And I remember I waited until the very last day of this sign up for it for Strategy Academy, but I'm sending screenshots to like my photographer friends. And that was when I was like, oh my God, like $200 a month? Like, that's a lot of money for me, you know? And I was working retail and, you know, but I'm like, this is what I need. And I remember the girlfriends specifically who I was talking to and they were like, I made a jump like this two years ago and I would not be where I am today if I didn't. Like, there's a reason you're called to it. And I just, oh my God, I just have goosebumps. I just knew it was just time to leap. And, I'm and I'll tell you what, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, like I was re- I was DMing you guys on Instagram that night. I want to like look through and see who I was talking to. Emily, I think it might have been you. And I just oh my god, what was so crazy was that like so I don't make any decision without talking to my partner about it first, right? Like he and I we are very much like he's one of my biggest supporters, so like we're very I feel really good running ideas by him. He typically goes for yes and then wants to talk about other things he was asleep, like it was almost midnight, and he has to be up at like five for work. So I wasn't gonna wake him up. but I'm like, Oh, my God, this is a really big commitment financially to not run by him. But I think he would tell me to go for it. And I was just like, it's on. (laughs) And that (laughs) is what That's what happened. And that's when I took it forward. And I'm so glad that I did. Because I mean, not only am I like just a huge fan of like everything that I get from you guys, like with your podcast and stuff, the monthly training calls, coaching calls, I should say have been probably like the most specific targeted benefit that I've used thus far, honestly, with working full time there. And then doing whatever I can with the cookie business. It's been growing like crazy, but I haven't had the time to go through all of the amazing courses that are in the strategy Academy that even like I wanted to join for anyway. So those are still something I haven't even gotten to dive into yet. But like now I plan on dedicating a couple hours a week, but like these coaching calls, because you guys have given such specific pieces of advice, which like, I'll take a pause here and like, we can talk about those later if you want, but I just, I feel so grateful that I ran with it when I wanted to.
0: Well, my heart is bursting and I'm very emotional. And, you know, I will say I may be biased, but I really think the people that get the most out of the program make an active effort to come to our calls. Because I think the biggest difference between the way we run our calls and the things I've seen in other communities, we are not giving blanket advice. And I would literally sit down with one person, explain a strategy to them, and the next person may have a similar issue, but we will get into the details of what they're running and what they're doing. And I will oftentimes say, absolutely not, do not do what I just told her to do you need to focus on this because I just know it's going to be more powerful for where you're at, where you're going, who your clients are, blah, blah, blah. And I know you've been dedicated to coming to those calls. And I think it has made a huge difference. And not just like listening, but like actively coming with questions, actively taking action on them, implementing them right away in your business. And to go from basically like furloughed, to having to go back full time and still build this to get it to the point in the midst of everything going on in the world, to be able at the end of the year, to basically be like, in less than a year, yeah, like six months later, be like, you know what, I can do this full time, I can take myself seriously, I am fully capable. I know I can provide for myself like you did that. Oh, God,
2: it really is crazy. Like it really is. It's amazing that it's only been eight months since, you know, since I joined the Academy. And, and I think, I think that the calls are one of the biggest benefits, if not the top benefit of it, because, you know, I looked at the Strategy Academy as like, oh my God, this is amazing. These are all the courses I need to be able to like put my business into action and like make shit happen, if you will. But more so, I loved you both. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I just, I really was drawn to your energy and that's what I knew that I needed. Like, guess what? I've been doing pretty well on my own. Like I've been able to learn how to like maneuver this little side hustle into a business. But I mean, how many times can we like give advice to our friends, but we don't take it ourselves? You know, like I needed that extra assistance. And that's what I think is the gold here. And the other reason I love the Strategy Academy is if, God, I feel like this is like, it's just, it's so simple. It's the group itself. Because when I do post a question about my business in there, you know, it's not around the coaching call time of the month or whatever, like, not only do I get input from other people in the Academy, but you guys will typically go on and comment. And oh my gosh, Abby, I love that you vox over like your recommendations. That's such a, like for people who don't know what Voxer is, it's kind of like a walkie talkie app where like someone can record like voice record a response to you, but it's so much more in depth and it just feels so one-on-one. You know, and that coaching on those calls from both of you, I love that because both of you take the time to answer specifically, like, like I'll sometimes not talk about like my business because I don't want to bog people down with those details. And I just feel like, oh, it's an email question. But you guys are always like, okay, let's remind what the business is. Like, which clients are we talking about? Like, it feels so catered to me in the group capacity that it that's, I think, just the biggest value that I've taken. Yeah. Easily. Yeah.
1: I love that you see the value in that and I hope other people can too. I want to know. So if we're looking at 8 months of time frame here from I think truly and I don't think enough of us give ourselves give the credit to this decision as much credit as I think it deserves. The decision of you investing is one part of the puzzle, right? It was needed in order for everything else to kind of happen. And so After that, we have eight months of work, eight months of we're in the middle of a pandemic, eight months of part of that you're still working in retail. What do you think are the kind of checkpoints for yourselves or the phases that you kind of put yourself through in order to get to now?
2: Yes. So the checkpoints that I got into are definitely... First of all, when I realized that I wanted to go full-time, with, because quite frankly, I had no interest in taking the messy cookie full-time before COVID hit. So first of all, it really was realizing that I did want to take the messy cookie full-time, right? Because at first, honestly, I had a lot of fun with it being a side gig. And there are a lot of stories you tell yourself when you're afraid to take a side gig to something full-time, like when you're afraid of like the success, like what that would look like, how hard it would be to get there. I don't know how many times I've told myself, well, you know, like, I'd probably be happier just doing cookies on the side anyway. Like, I wouldn't want to turn it into a job. Like, screw that. That is the story you tell yourself when you are scared of what greatness could be, you know? And so not saying that nobody else feels that way, but that's just something that I could tell. So with that, I mean, honestly, 99% of it was finances, you know? So once I realized I wanted to go full-time, I really felt the need to, I'm very much a list girl, right? I need dates. I am very much like creative head in the clouds, like, you know, kind of flighty, what have you. All that kind of stuff goes in line with my personality. But I think that's why I love running my business so much because like I said, lists, dates, everything. Like I like to make stuff happen and I like to see things through to completion. So when I'm doing this, Yeah. I mean, it was when it was June and I was like, you know, I think I want to do this full time. At that point, it was just like, you know, I think maybe in the next, in the next year, you know, 18 months, 18 months, I think I'd like to take this full time. And when I decided to do that, that was just when I was like, all right, well, you know, if I need to bring in, like if my bills are X dollars a month, I think that that's my bare minimum. Now, mind you, I am very fortunate in the sense that like, Like I said earlier, I have a really supportive partner at home. You know, he has very stable income. You know, that being said, I mean, we both we do need both of our income, right? Like for our lifestyle. But we have already pared down our income. Like when I went self-employed like years ago with like a past business, like we had already pared down, you know, our lifestyle to be a little bit on the less like super, super comfortable side that it used to be. So that helps, right? But like realizing, okay, great, bare bones, I need my business to bring in X dollars per month. And then from there, looking at what are the different skills in my business, like the different facets in my business that can bring in different sources of income, right? So it's very important to me that I do have my cookies, my custom cookies. I love my custom cookie orders. But it's also very important to me that I make sure that I schedule at least one public cookie ice night a month, at least, well, and these were just ideas. oh, maybe I could get into doing private ones. Oh my gosh, what if I did this? What if I did that? You know, I think brainstorming is such a huge part of it and keeping all of the ideas somewhere. Like I literally just have a board on Trello where it's just like, it's just new ideas all the time of like different ways that the messy cookie could bring in more income. Now, that being said, I do not mean to go off on a tangent, but the number one most valuable piece of information I feel like I've gotten like from us working together thus far because I'm an an idea person. When I was like, oh my God, my cookie ice nights are great. They're rocking and rolling. I'm ready to bring in a new stream of income. And I have this really fantastic idea going on. And you guys were basically were like, That's awesome. Put that new idea on ice. One of the top killers of like businesses for those of us who are creatives, specifically like women-owned like creative businesses, is that because we're idea people, like we have this idea, it's great, we move on to the next one. When instead we should pare down and like Examine how that first business idea works over and over and over again and refine it until it's like a well oiled machine. And then you can add on the next one. And I am just so yep. grateful we did that because, <laughs> because I needed it. states And so, yeah, so you know, so I have the, these other ideas.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's, you can have all the ideas, you can explore them, you can think about them, you can even test them. But I think so often people get in this trap that, you know, they constantly are in this pursue mode. And I promise you, I think there might be an ounce of you occasionally that like misses the pursuing the new idea all the time. But I promise you when you like slow down, I feel more at ease and like my spirit is a lot calmer and I have more time for myself and I have more time for my family and I make more money. Like there's all the byproducts of it. I think some of it, you know, I think there's a lot of mental health things that go into those like pursuing different avenues. I think anxiety can feed into it. ADHD. ADHD. Even depression, like I think we're constantly like in a, well, if I do this, it will fix my mood. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of, well, there's like whole studies on the more creative you are, the more susceptible you are to mental health issues in general. So like, but I I think that... This one takeaway, if nothing else, like I knew after hearing a lot of the feedback, not only were you getting from running it, but just like how businesses wanted to interact with you and how you could scale it in other ways. I was like, you're not done with this idea. Like this idea is just in its baby stages and it can be so much bigger. And not that you'd have to keep scaling. You're going to get to a point where you're super comfortable, but I was like, don't go in too many directions or you're going to kind of like kick yourself. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that helped me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. If anything, it was sure. just more
2: like a reminder. like Because I think I was just in the space of like, okay, great. But if I want to be able to supplement my income enough, like then I need more, like I need more things right. and more things. And I'm not the only one of my creative entrepreneur friends who I know who tends to think like that. So I think that you're right. You know, that it's just sometimes we just need a reminder. that's like, okay, great. And then what? Like within this one business idea. And I'm just really glad that that I did that because you're right. I definitely have been less stressed you know, there's a lot to flush out when you want to start a new business idea. I mean, so that being said, I think it's important to like gather all of those ideas to like really harness them and put them somewhere where they can live for later. But really finding what is the idea, what's the diamond in the rough, right? You have seven ideas here that your skills allow you to pursue, but like jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like what do you want to be really effing good at? And how can you elevate that experience and how can you make yourself like more, I don't know, more of an expert, you know, and charge more and be better and be awesome. (laughs) So I feel like those were really important. Yeah, making
1: your time more efficient, your systems more efficient, getting faster, getting better at it. Like all of those things happen when you keep repeating the thing that's already working. And I think you're seeing that. So let's fast forward a little bit to maybe, I don't know, a month before or so that you made the decision. Like I know you're kind of working towards it and start to see, okay, maybe this actually could be a full-time job. What does that actually mean? What are some of the like logistical things you wanted to set in place Before you felt comfortable
2: putting in your notice? I want to come up with a plan for how I saw the income coming in every month. I also wanted to have like, let's say one to two months worth of expenses and savings. That was a big thing for me. And I know, I think they say like three months of savings, you know, three months, your money should be in savings or what have you. So with wanting to have my, you know, a couple thousand dollars in savings, that I knew would take a really big load of stress off of me. And at this point too, it was also really important that I knew that I had clients coming down the pipeline, right? Like that I know that I have, you know, I have tried and true ways to advertise and fill cookie ice. And it's that I knew that I had X amount of clients coming down the line. You know, I think it's really important. For those of us who want to be able to really take a business into the world of a career path, right? And not just like a hobby that is kind of exciting because it's making us, you know, decent money. It's really important that we create strategy and that we create a sense of, I don't know, I needed to hold myself accountable. You know, I need to have check-ins. I need to make sure that I am doing what I say I'm going to do, that I'm going to be advertising the ways that I'm saying I'm going to be doing, that I'm like reflecting. And I just feel like those were the things that like about a month or two before I decided to put in, before I was ready to put in my notice, you know, I was like, okay, great. How much do I have in savings? Okay, great. Right. Who have I been talking to about setting up these events? Okay. You know, if anything, it was extremely stressful for like those couple months leading up to knowing that I was going to be going full time because Because you never feel like it's 100% like the absolute option that needs to happen. But those were the things that I needed to know that I had in place.
0: Yeah. Having the dollars to back it up, the savings to feel comfortable. But you're right, I think more than anything feeling confident enough in the systems and how you generate the income that it's not going to just like suddenly go poof when when you take the leap. I think a lot of people struggle with what that would even look like because they're still in this like early stage of business. But if I were to back up, you know, five years when Emily and I were getting started, there was a turning point. And I, I think Emily would recall it vividly in that we just stopped worrying about getting new clients. Like they were always there and available and we just had to like reach out and grab them and nurture them. And, and it wasn't that it wasn't work, but like you hit a point where you, you trust yourself enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're confident enough, not only what you do, but also that people will say yes to you on the other side. And that's an exciting point to be at when you really start to trust that, there is enough to go around regardless of what's going on in the world or how everyone lives look like they're going like that. You are enough for all of those things to happen. What does it feel like now? Because you did leave. You you did not, it. Only, not only did you plan for it, not only did you take the actions and like save the money and grow the business and do all the things you left and this is your job <laughs>
2: Is it scary still? Yes. Yes. It is still scary. It's not like, oh, great. Now everything is perfect. I mean, that being said, things are pretty, pretty darn good, uh-huh. right? Like, I mean, like, it, uh-huh. it feels really good. It's, things are not perfect. Things are, you know, I got to tell you, like, a slight little, like, Great. Realized that I was relying on my Facebook ads to fill like 80% of my public events that I was hosting and ran the exact same ad campaign a week ago for an event. And, you know, and it fell flat on its face. So like, there are things like that, that, like, oh, great, cool. So I rely on technology and technology has issues. And, you know, so going through things like that, but at the end of the day, I would still rather be going through things like that, figuring that out, and, you know, it just feels so good. It feels right. Like, I feel like I'm home, you know? Like, when part of why I knew that, like, working retail full-time was not for me was so much because, like, the day-to-day... Like, Before you know it, four months had passed. And I've never felt like time passes that quickly. And you know why? Because you look forward to the weekends. And if you are living for the weekends, what is the purpose of enjoying anything? Like, how do you enjoy everything if your time, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm mixing up my words with that. But but do you see what I'm saying? Like, like now that I am... Running my business. Yeah. Like, I feel like I enjoy every day. There is stress every day, for sure. But I love it. And it feels like this is what I was supposed to be doing. And it's exciting. Like, it just it's good.
1: Yeah. Well, I worked retail for many, many years. And it is so emotionally draining that I'm impressed enough that you had any mental capacity to start anything on the side at all while working in retail. I feel like like retail and restaurant work are there's two spaces and I've worked both where you're just like, it just takes everything out of you. So I'm super proud of you for that too. I think it's a really, really big accomplishment. And I hope that talking about this today gives you maybe an out of body view about what you've done in the last eight months. And I think it's pretty incredible. And I know, you know, all of your little business baby peers inside strategy Academy are so proud of you. And we are so proud of you. And I hope that you guys listening today, like there is no cut and dry formula to make it happen, but there are things that every single person is thinking about and asking themselves if this is the leap that they want to make. And the focus is needed, the planning is needed, and the trust is needed. And I think it's those three things that you've covered really, really well in your journey to do this. Well, and before we go into
0: talk strategy to me, I just wanted to say that you brought up this point of like, you know, there's still stress, there's still all these things you know, in the relying on technology that all of a sudden changes, especially yes. that one, especially yeah. that one, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> go away. So right. like, while I am more confident and more comfortable and more whatever, I have pivoted more times than I can count. I have had different ways of selling different ways. I've, I've structured my business, whatever. Some people would see it as, oh my god, all this growth. And it's like, no, when she hit the fan, you just keep going. Like, that's what it was about. Like, it got to the point, and I know Emily, I know Emily is the same way. There is no version of, if this doesn't work, then I will. This is the plan. This is what I'm doing. Right. If there's it like might a, look a up, little different. Yeah, if there's a hiccup, we'll, we'll, sure, okay, we'll figure it out. Do we need to start, like, Emily, literally today was like, should we buy a duplex and, like, start a rental company? So, guys, it doesn't stop. Like, you just keep having these feelings. But just know it, you just keep going. And that's the cool part, because once you've learned to trust yourself in this completely new way you realize that you're capable of so much and you don't necessarily have to rely on the same systems that you were raised to believe are like more powerful than yourself and that's not true so anyway <laughs> i'd love for you to dive in to talk strategy to me and i know you broke it down a little bit but if you could give us some really tangible takeaways like if someone's looking to leave their full-time job and create a blueprint for themselves to get to the place financially where they can afford to leave. What are the things you would say to them? What are the three to five things you'd say you need to start thinking about this right now?
2: So this might be a given, but find your skill set. And not only that, find your superpower in that skill set. Okay. And what I mean by that, and I know you guys have talked about this on your podcast before, so I'm sure that people here know that, but just to reiterate, our superpower is typically that thing that comes so naturally to us that other people are always just like, oh my God, Christine, you're just so enthusiastic about everything. And I feel like I'm like, well, yeah, that's just my personality. But guess what? It wows people because not everybody feels that way. Right? So that's one of my superpowers that I can bring to this really fun event that I provide. Right. So like find your superpower, whatever it is that people always compliment you on. And you just like roll your eyes because you hear that all the time. Right. Like anyway, that's the first step because that's what I think that that should be involved. The next step is brainstorming ideas of how to monetize that specifically. And I mean, it needs to be something that you're passionate about. I mean, Okay. I think that that kind of contradicts a couple of things I've heard, like, in a lot of business stuff. But personally, I think that overall, the business needs to be around something that you're passionate about. Because sometimes it is going to be hard. And you're going to wonder why you're doing this. And like, you need to come back to loving what it is that we're doing. Like, right? So... So while, yes, like you might, you know, maybe I prefer doing cookie ice nights to like the Paw Patrol parties, but you know what? If Paw Patrol parties bring me in like money and I need to secure that finance right now, like what I'm going to do, right? Even though like that magic secret sauce that I have is more in the event category, like I'm going to do whatever I can. So just have the ideas there, monetize ways to build a business and For the blueprint, I think that that's where you literally sit down and brainstorm. Okay, great. If I do this service or if I have this good to sell, if I sell X of them, then, you know, set up, like, figure out what does that come to? You know, back when I was charging $2 a cookie, the idea of selling 10 dozen cookies a month wasn't an ounce of a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, but that was the kind of thing where I knew where I was at the time and, Now that I'm, you know, further along in my career, I'm able to, that's able to have a higher impact. And just like, I feel like that's a big part of the blueprint thing, knowing where you are, what you're charging, what you're comfortable charging and realizing that that might have to change over time, but set up realistic financial goals, like not just, you know, dream goals, but like, what could you actually do? And then I think making a realistic timeline and having an accountability. I hate the term accountability, buddy. I can't believe I almost said it. <laughs> Anytime i have an accountability buddy, we never actually like check in with each other. No, it never works. But instead works. I have like two friends who are also business owners, right? Exactly. Never works. But like, so instead I have like a friend that always like, Hey, oh my God, how are things going? Right. And like just that realistic accountability, which, you know, I mean, quite frankly, the Academy is really helpful for that. Yeah. So have someone help you keep your shit straight and make a timeline and just commit to the dates and be okay with stuff not working how you planned. Right. Just because you say by March 1st you're going to do something, just because it doesn't happen by March 1st doesn't mean you fail. It means that, okay, you need to flip it. What do you adjust this time? And give yourself a new timeline to make it happen. Like just roll with it. But I think those are kind of the main things, if that's enough information.
0: No, I think it's amazing. And I know if anything, you're just echoing all the things I would suggest to people. Also, I just as a student of the academy, I just love that so much of your headspace now is, well, it's really all about the math, guys. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I have beat her down enough to say it really is enough about the math. And if you don't like math going into this, you will learn to love I promise to calculate it. You will. I hate math. And I love this math. <laughs> it's so good. When you're like, oh, how much money can I make? Exactly. Trust me, that's the best kind of math there is well okay i know people at this point if they didn't love you at the beginning they're going to love you now because you are so charismatic and a joy to listen to and i'm sure people are like okay i need some of these cookies she keeps talking about like (laughs) hello so where can they find you online and how can they (laughs) attend your next
2: cookie ice night Oh, I really appreciate that, Abby. Thank you. Well, online, you can find me on my website, themessycookie.com. But of course, we are never people who go to websites first. Find me on Instagram, the.messy.cookie. The picture is me holding a whisk and I have a wicked fun smile going on. You can't miss it. I'm also on Facebook, the Messy Cookie. Yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you guys so, so much for having me today. This has been